Hey, so today I have a treat for you. I'm talking to my girl, Sasha Star Robertson. And the conversation was initially planned out to go about a certain topic, and the Lord took it in a fully different direction. So before I tell you what it's about, I just want to remind you that today, through Monday the 11th, we are having a flash sale, and you can save major money when you purchase On Heaven's Timeline this weekend. On Heaven's Timeline is my Christ-centered productivity playbook, which I created just for you so you could get more done, stop stressing about your to-do list, and have time for what matters most. You get access to the student community, lifetime access to the course, monthly Q&As, over a dozen bonuses, and special rates on one-on-one coaching if that is something that you're interested in. So head to hurrynewstrength.com forward slash course to learn more about On Heaven's Timeline. And if you want that discount code, you need to be getting emails from me. So head over to the community to join the community and give us your email or email me right now, erica at hurrynewstrength.com so I can get you that code. Now, regarding the conversation I had with Sasha, here's a little bit about what we talked about. We both shared about negative feelings, reacting in the moment versus being proactive in our response to anxiety or overwhelm, how to be intentional about your life, and so much more. Now, Sasha is an intentional living and biblical mindset coach for busy Christian moms. She's also a wife of 14 years to her best friend, a boy mom times two blessed by adoption, travel addict, and a Jesus freak. She's the founder of the Intentional Abundance Co., curator of the Life and Goals Planner, and host of the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I am ecstatic to share this conversation. She's definitely coming back for a part two, so I hope that you'll tune in because it will bless you big. You ready? Let's do it. Listening to Her Renewed Strength, the podcast, a place where you, my sisters in Christ, are encouraged to walk by faith and equipped to live well, steward well, and set your minds on eternity. I'm your host, Erica Diaz Castro, your Jesus loving Puerto Rican life coach. If you're tired of living a life burdened by anxiety, burnout, or overwhelm, if you're ready to do more of what you love, create more space for the things and people that matter most, and better steward the gifts and resources God graced you with? If you want coaching, encouragement, fellowship, and just a friend to help you shift your perspective from the temporal to the eternal, you're in the right place. Grab a coffee, journal, and a pen. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to the party, and let's dig into today's episode. All right, y'all, I have a special guest. My friend Sasha is on the show today, and we're going to be just having a really good conversation that you get to be a part of. So thanks, Sasha, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's really good to connect with other sisters in Christ who have a similar mission, a similar passion, and just like devotion to doing God's work. And so 
I, I really hope that today, whatever God wants to do, he does. And the Holy Spirit, you give us the words and that we would be just vessels that whoever's listening, whoever's tuning in is like blessed real big. So I'm excited. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Tell us who you are. Well, I'm Sasha. I'm first and foremost, love the Lord with all my heart, soul, mind, yeah. and strength. <laughs> I'm a wife of now 14 years to my best friend. My mm. mom of two beautiful little boys. One just started crawling. So yeah. um, I'm going to be even busier. <laughs> yes, you are. But I live in Alaska and I am an intentional living and biblical mindset coach for moms. So mm. that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. And so what was it like when you first started walking with the Lord? How old were you and what did, what did that mm. look like? So my family started going to the Mormon church when I was maybe between six and eight. It was not a good experience. We went there for probably five or six years. I was grateful when it wasn't our like family routine anymore. Mm -hmm. And then I lived many years in my adolescence and early adulthood, just apart from the Lord. I think mm -hmm. a part of me remembered from going to church there, John 3, 16. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that God sent his son, Jesus, into the world to live a sinless life to die on the cross and rise again to save us from our sins. That was it. You know, yeah. I knew that there was a God, but I wasn't, I didn't have a Bible. I wasn't reading it. I wasn't seeking him. I just lived life selfishly. And um, it was 2014. And so I'm trying to like do the math. I was in my twenties and I actually fell into a deep, dark depression, was diagnosed with PTSD from childhood trauma, saw friends who posted scripture on their Facebook and was like, I need my life circumstances to not affect me. Like theirs don't affect them. Right. And when I looked at what they had, they had Jesus. And so I got a Bible and downloaded the Bible app and started reading and in conjunction with counseling and therapy. Yeah. And yeah. the Lord just snatched hold of my heart. So. Oh my yeah. gosh. There's a lot that we have in common there. <laughs> so I'm just going to press pause real fast. <laughs> the first thing that stands out is that you saw that they were living differently. And I have in like the last probably two days, just been thinking a lot about what holiness is. And I'm prepping for this study of Esther at the time that this goes live, we'll have just finished Esther. And what I know now about holiness, like I wish I knew when I was younger. And in Esther, we see that even Haman in his like accusatory way is saying like, there are these people and they live differently, right? It's such an accusation, but it's such a beautiful thing for us to be able to be recognized that way. And so that you saw your friends living differently is such a big thing that like is hitting me in the face right now. So what about their handling of life? Would you say really provoked you to move in the direction of grabbing a Bible? That's a good question. I think just different circumstantial changes or shifts in their life that didn't affect them. Mm -hmm. Whereas like something with me at the time, like I was just so living in my coping mechanisms and like trying to control everything. And mm -hmm. it was like one little thing could go wrong in my day. 
and it would ruin my whole day. And then I'm in this like mental downward spiral. And my husband used to say, like, I could go to angry, like at the snap, like flipping a light switch. But for me to get out of that angry was like, I had to work for that. And there were a lot of times I didn't want to work for that. So I would just sit in anger. And so anyways, there, it was their circumstance. They just had a piece about them that things in this world didn't affect them the way that they've affected me all the time. That was the common thing. It was every single day, both of them just shared a scripture on their Facebook. They weren't preachy. They weren't over the Mm. top about it. Mm. You just knew that they had something that was different. I completely agree with what you're saying too. I've I've heard a quote before and I'm probably going to butcher it, paraphrasing it, but (laughs) it's like, if you have to tell someone that you're a Christian, you're doing it wrong, essentially, you know, like people should, should see the way that you behave and act and respond and speak is different. You're set apart from the world. And then they see that and they want to inquire. They want to lean in. They want to draw closer. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to be confused with like works are the way to heaven because Mm -hmm. it's only by grace that we are saved. However, or not even however, it's by grace that we are saved. And after you make that decision to walk with the Lord, that Jesus is your savior and that you are submitting and surrendering to him, like you actually walk out your faith and, Mm -hmm. and you start to do things differently, not because that's the way to heaven, but because we want what the Lord wants and like Mm -hmm. things inside of us start to change. And 2014 was a a huge year for me as well in my walk, because that's when I finally decided to read the Bible. It was Mm -hmm. like December of 2014. And I was like, I don't even know what this thing says. Like I have to commit to, to reading this. And I did the Bible in a year plan in 2015. And so much of, I believed was fully undone because I, I read the truth of God's word and saw that when I compare it to mm-hmm. what culture says, to what I was doing, to what I thought was true, even though the, these things maybe looked and sounded good on the surface, it actually wasn't lining up. Right. It wasn't lining up at all. You said you're an intentional, say it again, living. intentional living and biblical coach. mindset coach. So I know biblical mindset, right? Mm-hmm. I do biblical mindset too. Our listeners are probably like, what is intentional living? Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me how you got here. Right. So intentional living is, I believe we have a very intentional God. Like mm-hmm. every act that he's done from the beginning of time till now, yeah. it, it's very intentional. And he takes, you know, he, he talks about in Job, again, I'm totally butchering this and paraphrasing, but he talks about, you know, says to Job, did you take like the turtles in the sea? into consideration, (laughs) you know, and all these things. And it's like, what, who does that? Right. God does. And he's outside of time and he's, you know, so everything he does, he's taking so much into consideration. And so uh, what I do is I help moms be really intentional about all their actions, making sure they're giving really wise yeses and really discerning no's to almost everything that comes across their plate as Christians and as mothers and as women in this 21st century, the amount of information and requests coming across our plate all the time is overwhelming. And so of course we're overwhelmed and we're anxious and we have to do all the things. And so it's making very deliberate actions, but then it's also balancing your life, breaking things down, being very productive with less so that you can actually achieve more. So that's it in a nutshell, (laughs) but I can go on for hours speaking about it. So since we don't have hours, we're going to nail that piece that you said 
it can, all those decisions can lead to overwhelm. There's something that I call decision fatigue. Mm -hmm. And I notice it comes up with almost everyone I talk to, but especially women who have a a hard time like saying no to things because they like to be helpful. They like to be the person that people depend on. Right. And there's like all these things, but the overwhelm inevitably comes. And so can you share just a little bit more about what it looks like when you're working with someone and shifting them into that, that mindset and that space where it's allowing for the discerning no's and the really intentional yeses. How does that even work? Right. So I think the first part is slowing down and creating space for yourself and for God. I'm a firm believer that everything stands on the firm foundation that is the cornerstone that is Christ, you know, and God's word and making sure that is, is planted in our hearts, but then also making sure you're taking the time, not just to get in God's word, but to pray Mm -hmm. and leave space to hear back from him. And so I actually have a, a course where I walk women through creating a schedule that actually works for them and their family. And the first couple of weeks start out really slow because it's getting quiet and creating that space to hear your own thoughts and to hear from God. And Mm so recognizing and honoring the season that you're living in, you know, it it looks different when you have a newborn than it looks when you have a toddler. It looks different when you have multiple kids, when you're in the school season, when you're in the summer, so on and so forth. But what season are you in? But -hmm. then also taking time to look at all these areas of your life, Mm -hmm. doing an evaluation what's most important and what are you going to pursue in this season? What do you have time to pursue in this season? And then laying all of that before God and allowing him to circle and highlight or X through stuff and sitting there until you have an answer. And I've had to go through this process multiple times. Like, are we doing this God? Are we doing this God? You know, I'm, I'm sitting here until you give me an answer fasting. If you need to fast, you know, whatever that looks like, Mm -hmm. but making sure you're creating space and hearing from him to dictate what you're going to do in this coming season. And so that's a big part of it. (laughs) Yeah. It's similar to some of what I do with clients. I think a big thing is that you're speaking to moms and Mm -hmm. whether you're in a mood or not, like you have to make decisions for someone else. And that's, that's tiring. I know that I didn't even think about that before I became a mom, but it's something that has like smacked me in the face as a reality. And when overwhelm and anxiety come up in moments when you feel like you don't have the bandwidth to make another decision, but you actually have to, I sometimes I'm facing a moment with kind of like a crisis in my brain. Cause I'm like, I don't have enough to do this right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And I struggled. I know that I myself struggled to, to get to this place where the instinct would be, okay, let me turn to God. Mm-hmm. In the past, I felt like I needed to like dig deeper in myself. And that's like, it's such a cultural thing to do. Yeah. Our culture in the U S <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? So Do you see that in other women too? Yeah, I see it in myself. (laughs) Just yesterday, I was having a moment like that where I was just like, I was actually like telegramming my husband and I'm like, I'm so happy. I got all of these things done this morning, but now I took the babysitter home and I have all these things I still have to do. And like my one son says he's tired and wants a nap. The other son needs a bottle, you know? And I'm just like, I'm in the bathroom, right? Because that's sometimes Mm -hmm. the one place we as moms can get a moment and- 
So maybe. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, texting all of this over to him. And um, he said, just go to the gym. Like I didn't want to go to the gym. Mm. I needed to go to the gym. But it's like, it's one of those places where it's like, I can actually put my phone away yeah. and I can check my kids into the daycare area there. And so I, I met needs kind of like immediately, like yeah. I fed the one kid, you know, I did whatever. Yeah. And, and I made a point to create that space for myself. And so that's what I, I went to the gym. And then yeah. like, while I'm running, I'm just praying while I'm riding the bike. I'm just praying. Mm -hmm. I love to go mm -hmm. swim because there's like, there's not even opportunity for headphones or whatever. Yeah. I'm praying, but also like that was yesterday's circumstance, but there have been plenty of times, I think um, leaving the house with the kids and like getting in the car is like one of the major areas of chaos and overwhelm in my life because mm. there's so many moving pieces and you don't want to forget stuff and all the bags and the kids and lock up the dog, all these things. And so I find myself so many times, just like, I need to stop in my tracks and like take a breath mm. and just pray. Lord, I cannot do this without you. And I need you to give me the strength. I need you to give me the peace. Help me not make any rash decisions. Help me to be like the peaceful mom that I desire to be. Help me to not make any decisions that are going to separate me from my kids, but help us connect and let them see me doing that. Let them see me playing that out so that they then know how to cope in those moments, you know, in the future. You know, I heard a, a mom friend the other day, she said, her son is four years old and told her, mommy, I think you need to go have a moment of alone time, <laughs> you know, because oh, it's man. like, it's just seeing that example. Yeah. My daughter has definitely checked me in the past. I actually have a podcast episode on that. And she was like three years old, like giving me words of wisdom. Okay. Quick break. Here is a short message from our sponsor slash podcast producer. Have you been dreaming of launching your own podcast, but you don't know how and where to start? It's too much. It's overwhelming. Trust me. I get it. Let Jor's Joy Podcast Production and Management Services help you effortlessly launch, syndicate, and grow your podcast. Message Jor's Joy at Facebook.com forward slash Jor's Joy. All right. Back to the show there are times I think when we, like we have enough of our marbles to be able to like recognize that we're feeling all these negative feelings and can turn to God and say, all right, please help me. Please take this. Um, but sometimes we get to that point where we're, we're already past it and the negativity and the overwhelm and the heaviness, like we can't think straight. I know that's happened to me. It's happened to me recently where I couldn't even take my own thoughts, never mind kids, husband, you know, things that still need to get done. So when, now that we're talking about it, like before we even get to that point, I feel like I'm, I want to kind of draw out of you. Like, what does it look like to, to proactively get to a place where we can identify like, all right, this, this feedback I'm getting, this anxiety, this overwhelm that I'm starting to feel, it's like, it's going to go super South. If I don't do something right now, like, what does that look like to get to the point where you can recognize it in advance? So I think there's a couple of things. Number one is to continue to practice it, right? Yeah. Like as you continue to practice being in that awareness mm -hmm. and like taking those moments to breathe and turn it all over to God, it becomes more of a natural behavior. 
granted, we are going to have these times like scripture is filled. You know, there are so many stories in there of even, you know, Elijah, who's like, I should just take my life right now. Like maybe I'm paraphrasing again, (laughs) but like, we're just, we're just looking at this in Kings. I think it's somewhere in Kings the other day. Where he's like, he's hungry and he's tired. And so the Lord gives him a stone of bread and like tells him to go to sleep, like just eat and sleep. So we are going to experience these moments, right? Which is not proactively, but after the fact, I love utilizing the do-over, right? Where it's like, there Mm. is a moment sometimes where I do like yell at my son because I'm like, I'm frustrated and I didn't act well in the moment. But going back and saying, I'm sorry, I should not have responded that way. I was feeling this way inside, but that does not, my emotions mm. still, I, I have a responsibility over how I respond to that and how I act, which is language that we use with him all the time. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm able to give that example to him and say, I want to do this over. Like if I were to have a second chance, this is how I would handle it next time. We learned that through a parenting coach that we had last year, but proactively is making sure that you understand your values, like what matters most to you right now in this season, because mm-hmm. by understanding those things, you're able to, to go into each and every situation, knowing whether it's your best yes or not. I've had seasons where I've said yes to things that were not, and I don't show up as my best self not in the thing that I had said yes to, but let alone for my family and my home and everything else, because I'm stretched too thin. And when we're stretched too thin and we're trying to like do all things legitimately, we're not doing anything really, really well. Mm -hmm. And so by knowing and being very clear that like, Hey, in this season of life, I, as myself, real life example, I have a three and a half year old. I have right now an eight month old. Mm -hmm. I have a business and a podcast. I'm in a course. I have a home. I have a spouse. I'm training for three triathlons coming up this summer. So (laughs) I figured if I'm doing one, I might as well do the other ones. They're like one week later, two weeks later. And so I know that my family and my business and my health and my home are my priorities. Mm -hmm. So when things outside of those main areas ask for my time and my energy and you know, my finances, whatever, I have to check my capacity. Like, do I have what it takes to say yes to that? And I've grown really good at saying no. And a lot of times I think when you go into those situations and you're able to pray over them, like God will give you a lot of peace about saying no, because it's not a God thing for you. It's a good thing. Yeah. Like how are we going to say no to helping volunteer for this event or that event or whatever else, right? Mm -hmm. How are we going to say no to taking a meal to, to somebody? But if you don't have the capacity for doing it, you're not actually being God's hands and feet at that time. You're doing whatever you think you need to do to people, please, or whatever, you know, checking those, those motivations. And so I think that's a lot of like the proactive stuff, but yeah, yeah. it's a lot of awareness, right. Mm -hmm. And like just tactical pauses, taking things to God. I mean, you prefaced everything when you started and explained what intentional living is, which is to slow down and like wait for God to give you the yes. I think when we move ahead of him, we just set ourselves up to be really, really disappointed for up in ourselves. Like we're disappointing ourselves and we're setting ourselves up. And sometimes we'll really be like, I feel like the enemy is like attacking me, right? or call it spiritual warfare. And it's like, actually, I made a really bad decision. Like I shouldn't have moved when the Lord didn't move me. 
Mm-hmm. And I want to backtrack to what you said. You explained the do-over. Mm-hmm. I never have heard of that. And I'm going to mm-hmm. take that with me. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> I think we can have those moments with ourselves too. Mm-hmm. You know, just recognizing, man, I jumped the gun on that thing. And like, if I were to do it over, if, if this were to present itself again, this is how it would play out. You know, I think there's a lot of power in that. And that is a, a strategy that I'm going to take with me. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. And amen. So that was part of the connected families framework. Wow. We had a coach that was certified in their program. And that that's one of the things that's just really stuck with us for when we drop the ball, because we're bound to, we're human, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. and just like you said, it, it applies across the board. Like, and I, I'm a huge fan of the evaluation. And so I mm-hmm. think that it's like the, after the fact, but it's also very proactive measure for the next time is like, when you do mess up or when you do give a yes that you maybe shouldn't have that causes overwhelm or anxiety in your life, take the time to evaluate, like mm-hmm. check in with yourself. Why did I say yes to that? What was mm-hmm. my motivation? And did you go through a decision-making process, whatever that looks like for you mm-hmm. of checking your capacity, checking your values and checking you know, your priorities for the season? And if you didn't, why not? And then, you know, how did you get yourself into that situation? And it, and I want to say too, for any of the listeners, it's okay to change your mind. Mm-hmm. I remember this was back in 2017. I went on a mission trip in 2018. I was asked to lead that mission trip the following year. Mm-hmm. And I had said, yes, because why not? You know, of course, God wants me to lead a mission trip. Right. And I was still like a baby Christian at the time. And I got into this, like leading it. And like, it was terrible, completely mm-hmm. terrible. It led me into like this, this darkness really is like what I would describe it as where relationships with people were crumbling and I could not find peace. I was just praying. And and so I could have dubbed that as spiritual warfare. Oh, yep. I'm going on this mission trip. And that's why the enemy's like throwing his fiery darts at me. Mm-hmm. But no, like I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I was just overcome with this like, you don't have to do this. There are plenty of people that are right there ready to lead this mission trip. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to do this. And as soon as I even thought about the idea of stepping down, I was overcome with peace. Just this darkness in me fled. And it was that peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. And the more I leaned into that thought and making that decision, the peace just grew. But then it wasn't like I was just laying it down because it was hard. Like God was just with me and like showing me so much in his word. And like, I grew so much spiritually in that process. I I share that little testimony too, to let you know that it's okay to change your mind. If you did say yes, and and you find out that was not a good decision for me to say yes, you can always say, never mind. That is so hard for some of the women I work with. I had this conversation last week with someone and the problem or the mindset around that is I already committed. Mm-hmm. And so the, there's fear around reputation. There's fear around disappointment. There's fear about around all these things. And to be honest with you, I've had this conversation with a couple of other clients and my response every time is, well, that's the consequence. Like you done dug a hole and the consequence of that hole is this thing. It's either going to be your family suffers and so does your peace or someone else 
judges you based on that experience. Like, which is Mm -hmm. it going to be, which is Mm -hmm. more important. And at the end of the day, like, what did the Lord lead you to do in the first place? You know, so hard conversations, right. But no one, I don't know a person who is exempt from an experience that can be compared to this. Similarly, I think we all at some point have, or will be in a situation where we take on something we had no business taking on. And just because something is good, doesn't mean that it is good for you to do. And I just listened to a podcast yesterday that was really talking about the difference between like how we deem something good and God deeming something Mm -hmm. good. And we have to really be no pun intended, but intentional because we're in this world and we are very easily influenced. So we can look at the things around us. We might not be on social. We might not be, you know, we might not have a lot of friends who, who don't share our faith, but like, we're still in this world. And like mm-hmm. the world will still creep into the things that we see and are influenced by. So if we don't check ourselves, if we're not spending that time in God's word, if we're not intentional, right, we will end up believing something and making decisions based on that false belief. Yeah, you're so right. I was thinking about when you were talking Galatians 110. Mm-hmm. and it's like the people pleasing first, right? Are we seeking yeah. the favor of men or of God? Yeah. And I want to point out here too, that you're like, I always talk about the difference between good things and God things and something that is not your God thing. Like it's just, it's, it's a good thing that you're doing, but like, is it what God has you doing has called you to do in this season, in this moment? Is it something that he has called you to say yes to? Yeah. Yeah. And if it's not, it might be because it's somebody else's God thing. Ooh. I was a similar situation than before. I had volunteered to be the director of the church Thanksgiving feast mm-hmm. one year and did phenomenal at it. I had a whole team of people and they helped out in all these different areas and they had teams of people. Yeah. And they're like, it was our biggest event ever. And then I think I led it a second year. Mm-hmm. And then the third year they asked me to lead it. And I was a mom then. And, you know, this third year and I had so many different things going on and I had to spend a lot of time just sitting and and praying over that. I really felt like I was supposed to be doing this because it's, it's a really, really good thing and it's for the church. So, you know, I could have slapped the God thing label on it and done it. Yeah. And I said, no. And they reached out to somebody else and it was a younger person that got to step up into this role Mm -hmm. to serve. And then the next year they ended up changing the whole thing. And now it ends up being like, a dessert event instead of a whole feast. And so it's like, if I would have just kept saying yes, I could have just like kept being, you know, having this, I don't know, wheel horse turn. Is that, is that like a phrase? I'm not good with ism. Keeps the cog running. (laughs) (laughs) I always say I'm wrong. I should probably just stop. (laughs) I never know those isms. Yeah, I should. Whatever you said, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, we just, we can just make it up now. <laughs> now, don't go believe in it. Check it according to scripture. Right? That's right. It's not in there. But yeah, by you saying no, it doesn't mean it's not going to get done, right? right. And so mm-hmm. you're were you just talking about Esther, right? Yeah. Everybody loves to quote like you were made for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. But what else does Mordecai tell her? 
You can say no, that's fine. Yeah. The Lord's plans will not fail because he will appoint somebody else to do this job to save his yeah. people. How do you not know he put you here for such a time as this? Like, right. you yeah. know, calling her to that, yeah. but the Lord's not going to let his plans fail. If that's it's right. something that he has and his will that he has ordained, essentially, it's going to happen. That's right. It doesn't mean you have to say yes and do all the things. Yeah. I was listening to a different podcast and my friend Faith and I were talking about it. The concept essentially presented by the person was there is something called authorized work and it is the work that the Lord is authorizing you to do right now. And he quotes, he doesn't quote, but he references the story of Jesus in the temple and he heals that one lame man. There was a bunch of people there. It was a temple for people who were sick. And he went up to that one person and healed that one person. And so people might ask, why didn't Jesus go and heal everybody? Well, because God, the father authorized him to heal that one person. Like that's the work he went there to do. And he did it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and you might in your own understanding, judge that how you feel like judging it, but God is still the person who's calling the shots, you know, yeah. like, that's just what it is. So, so I know that we're about at our time and this has been a very, very good conversation. I definitely want to bring you back, but before we start talking about bringing you back, what is the one thing that you would say to our listeners and uh, just kind of encourage them with today? I would say it's okay to say no and ask God before all of your decisions, the more you get into allowing him to direct them, the easier it comes. And that's the number one proactive measure that you can take to not being in those crippling, anxious, overwhelming moments yeah. where you end up, you know, having reactions that you regret later. Yeah, that's good. Sasha, thank you for being with us today. Where can everybody find you? Number one place would be my podcast, right? Where you're listening to this podcast, you can go type in intentional mom life with Jesus and you can find it on there. You can also find it on momlifewithjesus.com. And then I have a Facebook group with the same name, intentional mom life with Jesus is over there. We hang out, we talk about podcast episodes, we share scripture verses, prayers, encouragement, so much more. Awesome. And then you have a gift for our listeners. So I'm going to link that gift in our show notes and I'll have the links for the Facebook group and your website as well. So thank you so much for being here. We're so grateful for you. And I hope that this episode blessed you all. Thank you. Bye guys. Hey, sister girl, if you love today's episode, the best way you can show love and support is to leave a written review on Apple podcasts. This helps other Christian women who want that same support and valuable content actually find the show. Oh, and if you're ready for more and you want to learn about free group Bible study, upcoming events, free courses, and other services, head to HerRenewedStrength.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter to become an insider. You'll get my weekly top five extra tips and bonuses. I'll see you on the inside.